You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo. Miss Rusty, what is up, everybody? It is Tuesday. I should turn on the video so you can see me. Dang, I probably should have started that over, but it's all right. You'll get something to look at. Uh, welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast, the Pennsylvania Public Access Podcast, right out of Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Today on the rusty diamond podcast network that's the rusty diamond podcast network rdpn it is there so what is up everyone thank you for being here thank you for listening or watching if you don't want to watch this you don't want to look at my face you go on to listen anywhere like uh, Spotify, Apple, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Pandora, or if you want to watch, you're like, man, what's this guy look like? Go on to YouTube or Rumble. Probably be on there. So I'm bringing my guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now is Dr. Liz Schuler, and there she is. Hi. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's a kind of a cold, rainy day where I'm at. Ooh, where are you at? So I'm in Belgium, in Belgium. sort of next to France. Yeah. Like, okay, Belgium next to France. How <laughs> did you? How long have you been in Belgium next to France? Actually, only since June. It's quite new. Okay, so we're at what is it? Six months. Like six months, yeah. Okay, what what brought you over to Belgium near France? <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a long story. So, I did my master's in counseling in two thousand and fourteen, and the year after that, so I was working in private practice and you know getting my hours for licensure, and my partner got an offer for a job in Amman, Jordan to brew beer. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Is Jordan and a mainly Islamic country? Yeah, it's a, a Muslim majority country, but there are, there's like 
30, 20 to 30% Christians, I think. And it's right next to Lebanon, which also has Druze and a couple of other, you know, minorities. Okay. Yep. And so, okay. And so then you went there to Rubier mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, well, we're going to go to Jordan. And you're, you're thinking it's, uh, yeah. I mean, what would you think? Like, we're going to Jordan. What's, what's going on in Jordan? Like, I mean, how do you even, Yeah. I don't know if someone said, let's go, we're going to move to Jordan. I'd be like, ah, okay, well, let's, what's going on in Jordan? So actually uh, he was kind of applying all over and he got the offer and I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. I've always been a little bit of like a um, history nerd geek and so like Jerusalem and Petra and all of the Roman ruins I was like man this is gonna be great um sure yeah so yeah. we were there for four years a little over four years I ended up working as an international school counselor and from there we actually went to China in 2019 where did you go in China uh, oh, so you were there in 2019. Okay. <laughs> so, so you we, got right all in that. Oh, yeah. We moved in August of 2019. Oh, had, shit. So it was already going on. I mean, it was, but like nobody knew about it. It wasn't a thing. I'm okay. pretty sure that there were people who had COVID. I'm pretty sure that I got COVID in December of 2019, but nobody knew what it was at that right. point. Right? I think a lot of people did even over here got yeah. it around that time and didn't know what it was and what is it a name um yep exactly yeah had it yep so yeah so we were in Guangzhou which is you know kind of across the bay from Hong Kong so okay. we had six months of like you know we went to Beijing and kind of we're starting to do our thing he was getting set up with a couple of breweries and then COVID and everything just like completely shut down yeah yeah, yeah it's, i mean wasn't it uh i feel like it was earlier than it was over here was it somewhere yeah. around the chinese new year when everything kind of shut down or was it yeah was, so yeah. we had gone to vietnam for the first half of that vacation and we came back on january 26th and we were like the last people really to come in Whoa. at that we had I think it wasn't until March that they officially closed the borders but most people didn't didn't come back whoa yeah and so how long were you there for until June of this year <laughs> oh okay and they're like you can finally leave and yep you went to I guess is that Middle East Africa I don't know. Is that, yeah. well, I don't know what it would be considered. Is that Middle East or Africa? There's my uh, geography. That's not great. Yeah, it's the MENA, think. MENA region. So Middle East, North Africa. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of right there. Yeah, you were um, right on. Or if you yeah. don't want to do any of those, you can just go to Utah. And Utah has uh, all that right there if you there want you it. Go. Yeah. Um, Very so, similar. Yeah, and with all the the names and uh, mm -hmm. Utah is a trip. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm from Northern Wyoming, so. Oh, okay, so you are familiar. I am. Okay, yeah, 
I went over there. I think I don't know. I think it's considered Northern Wyoming. Um, oh, what was it called? Maybe like something like Fire, Flaming Canyon or Fire Fireball Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went over there. That was that was nice. pretty cool. Yeah, I went out driving through that uh, area along the along the mountains. Nice. Whatever that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go um, into Yellowstone? Um. Not there. Okay. Maybe I did. Yeah, I went to. Was it Yellowstone? I swear <laughs> it was Yellowstone. What? Uh, I think I went in there more. At a different point, I went up there. Oh, what's that? I can't think of anything right now. My mind's just. It's okay. It's dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the? Ah, oh, geez. What's the fancy place up there in? Wyoming, where everyone goes. Jackson. Jackson. I went up there. Okay. Um, yeah, I went up in there. I have a friend, Jackie. She's a um a ranger up there. Oh, so nice. I went, yeah. yeah, went up cool. and did that. But it it was interesting. There was a it was some, I guess not a kid. I guess he's an adult who was serving somewhere, mm -hmm. um, and ended up dying. And they brought him back and yep. had like a whole, uh, like they flew him. There's like, you know, that private airport, I guess not really yep. private, but may as well be. Right. And yep. yeah, ha had a big old town celebration and driving, mm -hmm. um, driving him through there. And that was, I was there during that. And that was, I didn't go there for that. It just happened to coincide yeah. with that time, but that was a wild time, but uh, yeah. So you were, you go to Jordan. Uh, go to Jordan. Go to from Jordan. Wyoming. <laughs> from you went from Wyoming to Jordan. That, so that's that's uh, different. Um, it is and it isn't. So yeah. okay. Yeah, we have up in where. So I'm from Cody, which is like right outside of Yellowstone, okay. northern kind of by Montana. Yeah, and in that northern kind of area. It's very either Catholic or Mormon. Okay, uh, sure, and yep. that's um, <laughs> yeah. Yep, I've I'm I'm quite familiar with both now. I I, I grew yeah. up Catholic, and okay. I lived in Salt Lake City for right. like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yep. So I'm familiar <laughs> more now. Yeah. I don't say I'm an expert, but. So right. you you were around um, that population. Yeah, and, and we had a lot of fundamentalist Mormons, so polygamists. Okay, the FLDS. Yep, yep, okay. which is, I mean, it, it, they say it's one thing, but it's a whole bunch of different churches and kind of sects, right? So everybody has a right. little bit different beliefs. But yeah, so okay, moving to Jordan, you know, having multiple wives is okay in Jordan and yeah. that kind of patriarchal culture and the the religion that is, you know, a part of life everywhere. That was, you know, something that I was not, I, I'm like, it was familiar to me. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty familiar. And, <laughs> and so um, what was the first thing you did when you got there? 
Was there something like, I got to go out and do this first? So unfortunately, we lived in the brewery for the first six to eight weeks. Literally in the brewery? Yeah, there was a, there was an apartment, um, but it was okay. in the brewery. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> and it was very cold. And the brewery is kind of out in the hills, sort of next to the Jordan River Valley, away from everything else in the city, in this little like Christian village, because it, it needs to be to be able to, you know, brew beer. And we right. didn't have a car. So we, we just kind of, for the first like six weeks, hung out in the brewery. <laughs> okay. Yep. So what what were you doing in there to pass the time then if uh is that when you got into podcasting or is there some sort of you got into making rube goldberg uh contraptions or something or oh what, man what it was, was going on with that we had we had a dog so we brought a dog with us at that time okay so it was a lot of taking care of the dog making sure that the dog was okay doing a lot of research on like finding an apartment and where we were going to live and figuring out like what am I going to do right right yeah and so was it like a lot of brainstorming with you too or was it you sitting in in a place with your eyes closed and it was mostly me something okay yeah sitting in the apartment while he was out brewing because they were like hey you're here let's get you to work and the, right. unfortunately the kitchen was a shared kitchen and a lot of the um, brewery workers would be in the kitchen and they were like, oh, my God, there's a woman here. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Oh, because, uh, yeah, it was a lot like probably being back home. Mm -hmm. um, don't know what to do when there's a woman there. And uh, Yeah, in the factory, right? Yeah. yeah. So I spent a lot of time, you know, kind of just in the one bedroom apartment, <laughs> hanging out, trying okay. to figure out what I was going to do researching apartments. It was, it was a lot of um, solitary time. So I mean, what were you coming up with? Did you have ideas that were, that could have been like a good number two, number three idea, or were you, did you just get to one? Or so was I was, it? yeah, I was yeah. doing private practice in the U S and I was like, maybe I can do that here. So I was just trying to like research the laws and figure that out eventually because the, the brewery also had a bar so we started to meet people through the bar who would come out to drink the beer because it's a craft brewery. So a lot of like the expats would come out and okay. we met a few people that also knew some other uh, psychotherapists in the city. And so then I kind of started working with that group. It was a consultation group. And that's how I found the job opening for the school counselor. Um, it wasn't like my first choice but when I met the counselor that was there, she was like, oh, you'll love it here. You'll love this job. I think you're perfect for it. I wish she was like, you're going to get this job. I'm going to make sure of it. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. sure. Good. Let's do that. Yep. Yep. So that was really, that was okay for, you know, a couple of years. And then we, there were some like issues that I thought were to do with that school that I was like, oh, I don't know if I wanna be here anymore. So that's when we decided we were going to move to China. Well, we were going to move. We knew that my husband had like some 
contacts in China and that he could probably get something there. So I was looking for schools there. And that's kind of how we ended up in China doing that. Okay. And then, yeah, you're in China for not for years then. Four years, yeah. So did you... Um, So, I mean, were you, were you mainly in the, the big cities where they've seen a lot of white people or did you go further out where you were a bit of uh, an anomaly? Yeah, so we were, Guangzhou is not the most international city. It's more of like an industrial city, but we were also two hours away from the city center. We were still in the city. The city's okay. that big. Yeah. Um, yeah but we were out kind of in the boonies. Um, and the only other expats were basically from our school. Okay. And yep. so with you being out there, were there any uh, things that were different? Like I went out there, Yeah. I was out in some more space where, you know, you couldn't, you didn't see a lot of yeah. you know, white people. And uh, I ended up got some free bed sheets. Well, not free for uh, being the person that they could put on their Facebook page and WeChat uh, that was had a, a light skin color and yep. you know holding holding up the stuff and ended up with some uh, yeah. bed sheets. Um, was there anything like that for you? Um, we, I mean. Or, going anywhere basically you get your picture taken right and sure. <laughs> sometimes they want to take the picture with you but oftentimes you're just like sitting on the subway and all of a sudden people are taking pictures of you <laughs> you're yeah, like oh, okay yeah oh thanks right. yeah. <laughs> i like on my way to work you know um yeah it was china is not is not set up for people who are not chinese Right. Um, right. And it, that was a little bit of a struggle. We lived close enough to the school that, you know, we didn't have a lot of um, like huge interaction with other Chinese people other than the people who worked for, with us. And that's partially just because of COVID. Right. Um, right because as soon as all that lockdown stuff happened, like we were traveling and, you know, getting ready to kind of try and integrate as much as we could. But as soon as COVID happened, it was like you, traveling outside of your neighborhood was difficult. Traveling to different cities was, you know, really, really hard. And you could, if you traveled outside of your city and you became like a close contact, they could quarantine you in that city for you know, two weeks a month right Whoa. yeah yeah okay. yeah so you could you could get stuck um and so there wasn't like a lot of travel there wasn't a lot you had to kind of stay in your bubble unfortunately right and i mean that went on for a while in china yep, yep. so yep. it didn't end until december of 2022 Whoa. <laughs> That's, uh -huh. I, yeah that's not that long ago yeah and, and so because i mean in wyoming uh it was a bit of different restrictions mm -hmm. uh there as yep. opposed to 
China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I felt very, very safe. Like I was pretty sure after that first initial, you know, December, 2019, that I wasn't going to get COVID again. Right. Um, But at the same time, by the end of it. So I think my, the August to December of 2022, we were testing everybody in the school, which was like 600 students and like almost 150 staff members all told every other day. So three times a week. Yeah. Who's paying for that? Who's paying for all the... Yeah. Yep. And that was in addition to any like neighborhood mass testing that you did. Yeah. And so someone, someone was making... (laughs) making some money I guess but uh, yeah so it seemed to work uh you guys stayed stayed healthy and you only just got it that one time yep okay yeah um, yeah yeah I it was weird back in uh in Utah they had some weird rules like after the mask stuff was done um so they're like the whatever the film commission they did a thing earlier like during it so they could film that there would be these rules they never updated them then so like right up until you know almost the end of 2022 I think Mm -hmm. you still have to have masks on set and it would be the uh you have to wear them at all times except for when they they say action and then you take (laughs) them off for a minute and then then it doesn't exist and then you put it back on um as soon as they say cut and it was weird didn't have to wear anywhere else but so like you know sitting in wherever and uh like you gotta wear a mask like all these people are walking by no one else wearing a mask but still had to yeah wear a mask and uh it was odd it it Mm -hmm. made me feel weird i'm like what's like you guys need to update this this is kind of ridiculous and uh mask wearing in in asia is like it's been commonplace for you know h1n1 so masks were never like the thing that people were ever upset about i don't think i think it was mostly especially for the local people i think it was like travel restrictions and like the the mass testing that i I mean i think at one point it was you know helpful until we knew a little bit more about the virus and then it became this thing where you know like oh we have a a confirmed case so we're gonna get five hundred thousand people together to test them right and that was another thing too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone wait in this room, wait in this room. We're going to fill it up <laughs> when it's six. Don't you don't worry about six feet right now. It's not a big deal. Cause uh, you're all yeah. in this room. You're waiting to get tested. And yeah, I got <laughs> to get tested every day before I'd go on there. Or like, yeah, it'd be like the, a day or two before have to go in. And then usually in that morning too, would have to go in and do a test to make sure like, yeah, yep. it was crazy. It yeah. was absolutely crazy. And so 
yeah, let's bring a bunch of people in here and uh, they'll, they'll be fine at that point. Just they're all going to get tested. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it, it was, you know, I thought that their policy of like trying to do contact tracing and only shut down, you know, small neighborhoods or parts of neighborhoods um, worked really well for a while. But then again, I think just the vaccination rate in China was actually not great. Um, I think because of all of the other measures that were going on. So people didn't feel like they needed to get vaccinated and the vaccine wasn't as good. Um, so yeah, there were just a lot of factors that by the end, I think, I mean, there was, there was a fire where people died because they were in a building that was being quarantined and they couldn't leave. And that's where, yeah, there were protests. And that's when the government was just like, okay, well, we're not doing anything then. So it was like this really, really regimented three times a week testing and then nothing. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard way to learn a lesson. Yep. Holy it was, crap. it was weird. Yeah. Like the first, the first two years were, were fine. And then it was that last year, man, that I just don't know that they, you know, they should have probably started easing up incrementally. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened when they said, you're free to go? What did you do? Uh, I actually have a couple of autoimmune diseases. So I just kept masking and trying not to go too many places. Our school went back to virtual for like a month after that because COVID just like ravaged at that point, right? Because there's right. the vaccination rate wasn't high enough. And so, so I would just try to be as careful as I could be while it was still there. Um, and then coming to Belgium, I'm in, you know, a town of, I guess in Belgium, it's a city of 75,000 people versus my neighborhood of 500,000 people. Right. right. So it's a little bit different. The cases are a little bit less, but yeah, we were, we were a little bit more cautious. I think just because I'm at a little bit higher risk. And the first time I got it, it really fucked me up. So I didn't want to oh. do that. Again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so that was the only time you got it just that one time. Yep. Yep. But it gave me, so I, my, my coworker and I both, both had it and I started to have like really bad chronic migraines for like a year and a half afterwards. Yeah. Um, and she, like she had some like coughing for a good two years afterwards and her hair had started to fall out and it was just, it was not good. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Okay. And so you, are you still experiencing any of that still, or is that I, most of it? Or? Yeah. Most of it has like abated. I still now get migraines if I'm not careful about um, like stress and making sure that I'm taking, like I take turmeric and um, some other supplements and things to make sure that I'm on top of it. So if I, if I'm not careful about those things, then I can still, you know, get a migraine, which wasn't like super common for me before i think i'd had like one migraine in my life before that so whoa okay. yeah yeah and i mean that yeah that turmeric's always nice uh and good for inflammation good for inflammation yeah like and like if i ever get sick or anyone ever gets sick i always tell them uh you get the ginger turmeric tea 
You yes. take that, you put some honey in it and lemon juice and as much cayenne pepper as you can take and put yep. it all together and you're in good shape. Uh, you drink that until you feel better and give it a, a yep. day or two and you'll be yeah, you'll be good as new. <laughs> it's funny, during COVID, um, our coworkers, our local coworkers were like, you need to be drinking boiled Coke with ginger. And we're like- Boiled what? Coke? Yeah, boiled Coke with ginger. And we were like, <laughs> I don't wanna drink that. <laughs> Um, and then one day, because we didn't know what it, what it was. Right. So we had, I think we had both taken off like a week of work and then we were still sick for like two or three weeks after that, but we, we had to go back into work. And so our coworker, we were like miserable and like quarantining in our office. She like brought us the boiled Coke with ginger and we both drank it and we were like, oh my God, that actually did make me feel better. <laughs> like boiled, so boiled Coca-Cola. Coke? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I could see that because it goes in. Uh, so caffeine is good yep. for like if you're having uh, an asthma attack and you can't mm -hmm. get your inhaler, you go and you, you get like a, a Coke, drink a Coke or something like that. Right. And uh, and then, yes, yeah, good for headache. So yeah, I could that could be. Yep. A good idea. You guys, Coke is not bad for you. Uh look okay. at this. Uh <laughs> this is this is the science today. Um you get Coke is Coke is good for you. It's good for you when you, you need to feel better. I, I like that. That's cool. I'm gonna yeah. have to have a, a little bit on hand then. Chinese traditional medicine meets modern right. world. <laughs> now, uh, so what was your tea drinking like? Your tea drinking, is that something that were you doing before or do you still drink tea or? Yeah. So I actually have chai, homemade chai every day for my digestion. What, what is homemade? How do you. So we buy, we buy all the spices in bulk and then we have a recipe with um, like ratios of, you know, cardamom to ginger to whatever we yeah. boil it with tea and then it's kind of like a concentrate. And so I have, you know, like four or five days worth of chai for the morning and then we do it again. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't know, like the making your own tea, that's cool. Like uh, something you don't, you don't get to do a lot. And, and there was, I want to say it was when I was in Oregon and in Minnesota, I was able to get uh go to like a naturopathic doctor yeah and that was nice and yeah they sent me to like uh you know to go to the herb store mm -hmm. and you know pick up stuff and I, I liked that it was it was pretty nice nice to have that and and yeah yeah I've always been a fan of herbal medicine which is great because I you know I'm a yoga therapist I use Ayurveda a lot so it works for me and it works for a lot of people. You just have to, it's not like, unfortunately, you know, with modern medicine, a lot of times you can take the pill and it works, you know, immediately and you have those effects. I think with herbal medicine, sometimes it takes a little bit longer and that's why people get discouraged. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 It really is because it, it like with the turmeric, right? So 
I take daily turmeric just to keep my inflammation levels low. But like if I get a cold or something like that, I do, I drink golden milk. So turmeric and ginger and, and soy milk. And, you know, it, it doesn't like, it's not like cough syrup where it makes it immediately feel better, but it makes my cold last a lot less long, you know, and my symptoms are, are less severe when I do it. So yeah. yeah. And it works. It works. You just have to give it time. And if you need a little bit of relief before you can get the. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I still and, take uh, ibuprofen and, you know, whatever, but yeah, mixing the two and finding the balance that works for you is, is really important. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just the inflammation, like inflammation is something that's not really brought up a lot talking mm -hmm. about uh, how you're feeling and how much inflammation really impacts you. And uh, it's a lot more than, than, than you think. And a lot of foods yes. are very inflammatory. Yeah. Yeah. A lot and of, yeah. A it's lot. like, but there are a lot of foods there. Like our, our world right now is kind of like, or 21st century go, 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 you know, stressful bombardment of stimuli all the time is also, you know, inflammation inducing a yeah. lot. And I think we're really like naturopathic doctors, functional medicine doctors. I think some people in the psychology sphere that are looking into psychoneuroimmunology are looking at inflammation in the brain and in the body and how that affects stuff. But it's still like that cutting edge thing. It's not mainstream quite yet, which is upsetting. Right. Well, I mean, may as well just keep packing everything in. That's going to be, you know, it, cause inflammation. Keep packing that in until people start realizing like, oh, okay, this is something that we need to mm -hmm. reduce because it's affecting a lot of our body. Yep. Uh, and a lot of our mind and whether those two are separate or the same, that's a whole different, different. The duality question. <laughs> right. The duality question. Well, it's, you know, you guys can make whatever assumptions or conclusions or whatever about that right now, but that's either way, inflammation is not good for, for those. And yep. yeah. Um, watch what makes you inflamed. Yeah, I, yeah. And, yeah, and it's different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to a guy yesterday on the show. He was saying like he takes note of everything that he takes in, mm -hmm. like and weigh like weighs it out, um, mm -hmm. measures it, and has a journal to make sure that he can get his the the best out of yeah. what he takes in to have the best output and least you know whatever that's making him not feel not feel good and so right um i don't know i want to be able to have the ability to do that but i don't i don't have I don't those tools yet <laughs> yeah yeah i i am a lot more kind of go with the flow like i have my things that I don't eat. And a lot of that has to do with like, if I eat it, I just 
it, it triggers, like I have celiac, I have some other, you know, digestive autoimmune issues, things like that. So when I eat things that are increasing that inflammation, it's, it's almost like an immediate reaction in my body for me. But so I have such a restricted diet. I, I don't eat grains at all. Um, I don't eat dairy and I don't eat any nightshades. So I'm basically like paleo without intentionally being paleo. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's restricted enough that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, if, if I feel like eating, you know, some extra gluten-free muffins today, I mean, I'm going to do it. Um, as long as it doesn't make me feel bad and it's, you know, that's fine. More of yeah. a go with the flow. Eat, eat when you're hungry and if you're craving something it's probably for a reason right and i mean that's what it should be with or like with with water too like drinking water yeah. like uh yeah. and but i mean so do you notice with the water there um since it's not all the stuff taken you know out of it are mm -hmm. you drinking like you don't have to like here it's drink eight cups because we we want to sell you more bottled water or whatever right but uh there they like but here we take out all the minerals and and mm -hmm. stuff of that so then you're just always kind of thirsty and have to drink more and more and more whereas right. i believe in europe and a lot of other places that's not the case yeah uh we have really hard water here like really hard water <laughs> you can you can see the calcium build up in like our kettle and stuff um okay but that was also true in wyoming just because i yep. think it's just the, the ruralness of wyoming right yeah so it's you something that i'm it. i'm pretty used to that hard water i tend to drink like like a little bit of what i'm drinking now is like sparkling water with a little bit of juice in it okay. um and i drink when i drink straight water from here, it tastes like home a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I don't find myself dehydrated here very much, but that also could be part of the humidity here as well. It's very humid. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, no humidity. No I mean, humidity. In, in China, we couldn't drink the tap water. So it was all bottled water. Um, are, you, are you drinking cold water there? Are you drinking like, because they're for the most part very against drinking cold water and i i understand mm -hmm. it like especially with meals yeah um you're you know it's it's so backwards to drink cold water but i you know what's better than having a, you know uh go back to coke have a nice coke with a with a hamburger or something uh or you know right. whatever it may be and uh you're you know cold like you're, you're drinking, you're eating these really hot, spicy meals. And it's like, you want some warm water with that? Like, uh, I'll kind yeah. of something cold, but it stops the digestion so much. It and it's so counterintuitive. And, and like, yeah. And I mean, then I got to a thing of even now, like most after any meal, I'll, I'll almost always have uh, peppermint tea. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's good for that. But, like, I can't get to a point where I want to drink warm water or hot water while I 
eat food and i feel i need to I feel i need to get to that something i need to aspire to <laughs> being able to drinking warm water uh, yeah it i mean that's what everybody does in china right we had um a water cooler basically for our water at home because you have to buy those five gallon water yeah. and the the cold button doesn't work just the hot button okay. right <laughs> so you can press the cold button and water will come out but it's not going to be cold it's going to be whatever temperature your room is at that moment and that's right. true like all through china um i am i got pretty good at like hot water with like some lemon right some uh -huh. warm water with lemon yeah i still can't do like the straight just straight warm water <laughs> can't do it yeah having the lemon in it for sure helps mm -hmm. like just yes yeah, straight warm water is i don't know it's maybe something just we didn't have as kids are growing up and like now it's just why would i just drink warm water <laughs> why would <laughs> you do not, that right? it's not good it's yeah the lemon is a big help uh, yeah I and they know. do like barley water i think a lot too i like restaurants the warm water they'll have barley in it or something so a lot of times there's still like some sort of flavor to it okay. for them yeah 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 it's yeah it's weird it's really weird <laughs> but uh, it makes all the sense so why not do it there's science behind it there is uh, yeah so um yeah but i don't know like uh so maybe we just need to maybe up next time i i order a coke at a, a place i'll tell them to boil it boil it me, with please. ginger <laughs> yeah boil it with ginger but uh you know one thing so with ginger so if with ginger ale uh i really like lime with ginger ale like that's mm -hmm. uh something that i like <laughs> yeah uh, but so then they have those machines where you can put, you know, a little bit of flavoring in it. And uh, yeah. yeah, but they never really made a lime ginger ale that you could buy other than those, those kind of things. But, um, but, you know, ginger, yeah. ginger and like ginger after you get sushi, mm -hmm. uh, having yeah. a little bit of ginger at the end, like it's always so good. And it like, I feel like more more meals should have that. Yeah, some know, pickled ginger or you know the yeah, pickled cabbage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good probiotics and prebiotics there. Right. I yeah. don't know why we're not doing that. I I looked at going and buying some, but haven't haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I think. I mean, in America, pickled stuff isn't. I mean, I think regionally, right. maybe, you know, like sauerkraut and some of those things in the Midwest, but pickled things just aren't like a major part of the diet like it is in Asia. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could go for some pickled ginger. That's uh... yeah. <laughs> kombucha. I mean, kombucha has like exploded in the US, right? So, right. I mean, I guess that's where we, we get it. You can have some, some kombucha with your dinner. Yeah. But I mean, not hot kombucha. <laughs> that, oh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, who's doing hot kombucha? That's 
I don't know. I, I feel like I should be uh, having some tea, but um, I, I have a whole drawer full of different, different teas for different occasions. And yep, yep, so. yeah. My partner um, really picked up like specialty tea culture in China, so he's got a lot of that going on. Because I mean, you could transfer his brewing mm -hmm. uh, knowledge. I'm sure there's a, a good crossover of that for yep. the, the make your own tea game. Yep. Um, yeah, just doing a lot of tasting and different varieties and different kinds of plants and things. Yeah, he really likes it. So, so okay. So are you a, you drink beer? Is that uh, do you not no, I don't drink any alcohol, actually. Okay, because of the... Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So you never tried what he was... What well, he I, wasn't, I wasn't diagnosed until 2017, actually. Um, it, it was... I got really bad. Like, I was taking a lot of sick days. I was feeling really bad. I, it was not pretty. Um, and so I ended up getting diagnosed when we were in Jordan, which was great because they have great doctors there. And um, that's where I, like my GI doctor was like, you need to start drinking chai. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Great. I already kind of do that. But she was like, yeah, but you need to do it. Like that needs to be like a morning thing. Like, okay, I can do that. Um, but before that, I, I had no idea, right? Because we were living in the US and I, we were not making a lot of money. So insurance was not something that we had access to. And so getting diagnosed with something like that would have been really expensive. So yeah, I tasted a lot of his beer before, <laughs> before we moved to Jordan. And then, yeah, and now. Yep. But now, yeah, now you get uh, tea. And mm -hmm. it's, it's so the tea there in um, Belgium by France. Mm -hmm. uh, by France. <laughs> by France. Is there, uh, what, what's the, the tea like there? Is it, um, you like go to the grocery store or something? Yeah. Or do you have a. You can go to the grocery store. There's also like some online specialty shops and things like that that you can do. For, for my chai, we just buy like straight black tea. It's not anything super special um, just because I drink so much of it. Um, but he's able to find some, some more specialty things. And he, I mean, we're in Belgium. So he also has a lot of good beer selection here. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. So there's a. Uh... Are they like local things driving around to deliver you stuff or is it like come through the mail or do you have like, does it all go through like Alibaba or something or? <laughs> I mean, you can get Alibaba if you want to. Um, but yeah, mostly there are a couple of different mail carriers. There's um, B post and DHL. And then there are, there are a couple of like German and, and, from the Netherlands companies that run here too. 
but yeah, it's mostly B post. It's a private company, but it's mostly just in Belgium. And so you can get all your stuff delivered that way. And that, that yep. just and they, it's very back. interesting. They will drop it at your door, but they also have um, very similar to China. They've got the boxes where they can put the, the package and you can go and scan a code and it opens your box. Sure. But they have those in like pickup points. So, you, so like there's a convenience store down the road and that's where we get most of our packages. So we just okay. kind of head down there and then everything gets dropped off in one place. And so it saves a lot on gas and time. And Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like I think Amazon does stuff a lot like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I So I, I think we've told this story before. I used to have, uh, you know, Wish. You know, mm -hmm. It's like, uh, so for some reason, they would have it for these businesses called Wish Local. And uh, so it would be like an access point, so okay. similar sort of thing. But yeah. so if you're a business, you could apply to do one of these and they would give you all these packages and mm -hmm. then people would come in and, you know, pick them up and okay. scan them and shit. And the, so this was in Salt Lake City. The clientele of people who want their wish shit delivered not to their house are <laughs> some fucking characters. Like, holy shit. Like I had I had a like a vintage shop um and I was only open certain hours and right. So I had people come by all hours, like, why aren't you at your shop? It's eleven thirty at night, like why aren't you open? I wanna get my my package. Like, uh yeah. nope, not not open right now, man. I'm sorry. And eventually like uh, the Uncle. calls and stuff I'd be getting, I'm just like, look, I want to stop this. I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Can I give you the packages to another access point? And they told me no. <gasps> just, just you can stop, but you can keep all these packages, and uh, they're yours. Like, okay, am I okay? So I ended up with probably like 40, 50 packages of wish yeah. shit. And uh, I had a guy working for me then. I'm just like, dude, open this all up. Like, take whatever you want. And the rest, you know, we'll put up in the shop, like, either for free or for sale. And Right. Yeah. So yeah, people who, or if you guys don't know this, people who order Wish and not have it sent to their house are majority <laughs> interesting people. And interesting <laughs> might not be a positive word. I'm gonna use interesting as a oh, as a way to describe them. Uh, but, oh, I bet I can. I my imagination is just running wild with all of those packages. Yeah, and the stuff you get in Wish are, are you know you're not getting. It's it's not quality stuff. It's not quality stuff, and it's again interesting stuff that you get. You can get a lot of interesting mm -hmm. things. So. Um, yeah, so that was that's kind of where that goes. But I mean, it's cool if it's like you're going to a convenience store and there's something that's open 24 hours a day and you just set something up. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I got like maybe 60 cents per package or something like that. It was oh, just man. 
not worth it. Yeah. To like show up to how these people come into my shop where I, I probably don't want them going in like walking through the store because I don't want to be following them around like this shady character. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I don't want your business. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but a convenience store is open all the time, has tons of cameras and probably, you know, yep. totally cool. Yep. Totally cool to do that one. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're moving towards those boxes because it's so much more convenient. Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about people uh, leaving it, you know, leaving it on your doorstep and someone coming and swiping it. Uh, yep or whatever, or someone that put it there like, oh, I never put it there. Or, you know, there's no, no mm -hmm. discrepancy. If it's not in the thing, like it's not in the thing, there's no one else that could have, is either you or the, the person who put it there. And there would be camera footage probably yeah. of it to prove whichever way. And so, yeah, seems like a better spot to put it. It is, but, it is. We, it's for the bigger stuff, it's a little bit, uh, inconvenient just because we only have bikes here but otherwise okay. it's okay. so do you do you put on a backpack or something for those I have you take a taxi so I have a, a Bach Feats which is like a cargo bike so it's okay yeah it's got a, a basket in the front that's pretty big I mean obviously I can't get everything in it but that's what we use to do our grocery shopping and everything it's got electric assist, so it's not like an electric bike, but it does help for when you're fully loaded down with like groceries or things from the hardware store or whatever. Right. That, yeah. Is, is a pedal assist? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Those are pretty nice. I I yeah. got to use those after or one of those uh, after after some knee stuff, and it was a big yeah. big help having that uh, going up little hills. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is nice. Yeah. I, it's good. I and the, had that. Yeah, the city we're in is like very, very bikeable. They have bike lanes everywhere. They have dedicated like trails for bikes that are paved and everything throughout the city. So cool. it's really nice. Yeah. Completely That's different it. from everywhere else we've lived. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, being able to bike everywhere is uh, something you can't, I don't know. It's, it's it's nice. It's a nice yeah. way to go back and take it easy, and and, and it's also a good way to like life. force yourself to exercise. Like, right. I gotta go get groceries. I don't have a car. I have to use my bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where where do you put your bike? Do you bring it into your your place, or do you have do you have a are there designated spots outside for it? Yeah. So we're in. I guess technically an apartment building, but there are only two apartments. Um, and the very downstairs, there is like a little storage room and we just keep our bikes in there. But it, there's also a parking area out back and it's gated. So if we need to leave them outside for some time, it's gated and only the people who live here can get in. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, so how are people going to find you on the internet or wherever you would like yeah. them to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Inner Evolution, Inner Evolution Coaching. You can also find me on my website. And if anybody uses Insight Timer, it's a meditation app. I'm on there. I've got a group on there and I've got a whole bunch of free meditations. 
Okay, so what, what's Insight? Uh, Insight Timer. Insight Timer. Yeah, it's a it's a meditation. Really, it's a meditation app, but they've kind of moved into yoga a little bit too. And it's a free app. You can pay for premium, I guess, but I never have. I've been using it for, for like 10 years now for guided meditations. Cool. Um, yeah, and they've got a whole, it's, it's a ginormous free library and I've been starting to put my own meditations on there. So I've got a whole bunch of meditations and we do live meditations and live talks and things. So it's a great place. It's kind of like social media, but without social media, it's more for, you know, inward focus and things. So it's, okay. yeah. I'll check that out. Uh, yeah. And so if you're like, could I make a, like whatever it is, like a channel or, or something yeah. and put my stuff up, like do like a hypnosis? I don't know if they allow hypnosis. You would have to ask, you'd have to look. I'd call it a guided meditation if, if they were like, uh, mm -hmm. there's no difference, uh, but you know, whatever you want yeah. to call it. But okay, all right, I'll give that give that a look over. Um, okay, um, yeah. So thank you so much for being on. I was happy yeah, I got you. to talk and meet. And yeah, uh, you too. Yeah, enjoyed it. And hope you have a great rest of your day. All right. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, take care. Okay. All right, that's Dr. Liz Schuler. So thank you everyone for listening or watching or whatever you like doing, whatever it is you like to do in your, your own house, your own time, uh, your own car, whatever it is. Thank you. And thank you for being here. So you guys, thanks so much for listening and watching the public access podcast on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.